Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. Today I'm going solo for a really short episode, 16 minutes. Um, I wanted to talk about the concept of actually taking a break from intuitive eating. Um, before you decide what that means in your head, please give it a listen because I think that it was something that I thought about a lot over Shabbos and um, and I just wanted to share my thoughts and how it was kind of helpful for me. So I figured it would be helpful for you. Okay, have a great day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, your host, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And today I'm just going to show up here for a solo episode and try to keep it short and sweet. I do have a few episodes that I would love to release um, but I just try to, um, release the ones that I feel like are appropriate for me and, um, that I'm feeling that week. So, um, I wanted to just come on here and explain some, a thought that I had that might be helpful for you in your intuitive eating journey. So, uh, this past weekend we had a really amazing opportunity. Um, my husband, uh, gives a chabura. Um, in something called Kinyan Hamisachta. Please don't ask me to explain what it is, but it's some form of a, a different type of learning. Um, every night he goes out for about an hour and he, I think he like teaches the Chabura for 20 minutes and then they Chazer it for 25 minutes and he's been doing it now for, they, they review it, sorry, Chazer means re- review, means Chazer for about 25 minutes and um, he has, I think, like 10 to 12 guys in his Chabura, and he's, which is his group, and he's been doing it now for, I think, three years or four years. And um, basically, this organization or this uh, movement of learning called Kinin Hamasechta, um, for the last few years, they've had this like Sunday event for everybody who's involved in the Chabura, uh, men and women, so like husbands and wives. So, um, the last two years we went and it was really, really nice. They had a speech for the, for everybody, a speech for the men, a speech for the women, a beautiful dinner, a beautiful kumzit. Um, and it, it's just been like a really nice part of our year. This year they excited to expand it and they had a Shabbaton. So like a whole Shabbos event for couples of who, like for the husbands who give a Chabura. So, that was like a really special opportunity. Um, we weren't sure like exactly how if we were going to be able to go because um, it wasn't really for kids. So it was only for like kids two and under, I think. So obviously we brought the baby, but um, really, really, we're really lucky that family members helped us out with our kids for the weekend. And um, side note, like 
if, if who's ever listening and could relate to this, like there was definitely like a lot of like anxiety that came up from it for me. Like, I don't really know who's going or if anyone's going that I know. It ended up being really nice that one of my really good friends was there and we both didn't realize that we were going to be there because she lives not in New York and I don't see her often. We don't speak often. So that was like a really, really nice um, surprise. Anyways, this, this Shabbaton was so nice and it was very, very like lavish over the top in my opinion, but not in a bad way. I felt like it was a message saying like, we really appreciate you. So like, I feel like, I feel like my husband and I always talk about this because we live in New York and I'm from out of town. I mean, he's from New Jersey, but we both didn't grow up in like overly materialistic homes, let's just say. And like, it's definitely something important to us. And it's like a value of ours. Like, I feel like even if we were millionaires, which, which we're not, but that would be nice. Um, I feel like I would hope that we would still, um, live the way that we're living. I can't say that for sure. Cause I've never been a millionaire, but, um, I think that it's just something that it, that's very much instilled in both of us. So now people do ask me often, like, then why, and how do you live in New York? And I feel like, I feel like the same way that like, I don't want like people when I would, when I, when I was new to New York and I felt like people were like, judgmental or mean like I was kind of doing the same thing to the people living in New York like oh they're New Yorky like I'm not going to be friends with them or talk to them and that's like exactly what I didn't want so I feel like any in any community there are people who are nicer and people who are not as nice and then I feel like at in my old age of 32 years I'm just kidding by the way but I just feel like I have a little bit more per- perspective on like oftentimes when you meet someone and they seem like standoff standoff ish it's really more because like they have social anxiety or they're shy or they're uncomfortable or um it's more from them than from you so it doesn't mean it doesn't like hurt because it always feels like uncomfortable when you're trying to talk to someone and they're kind of like not talking back to you but or like you feel vulnerable and you put yourself out there it's always better when you do that and like the person's much receptive and you have a great conversation you know but um yeah I feel like in any community there's people who are more materialistic people who are less and also Uh, like going even further, like, I feel like you can't really judge someone for being materialistic because like some people, like we know, like as a Jewish concept that like nothing is really bad, like everything can be used for the good or the bad. And like, I feel like people who are more prone to materialism, oftentimes they do a lot more chesed and they have like a big guest room and they want to keep their guests super comfortable. And like, that's like, you can't, it's the same way with like intuitive eating that it's like, it's not black and white. It's the same thing with like materialism. Like there's materialism for the sake of materialism or to impress your neighbors. And there's materialism that's used for like really, really beautiful, good things. So I feel like that's just a life skill that I've learned in general. And I think intuitive eating has helped me to learn that. Okay. So anyways, back to the Shabbaton. So it was like really beautiful, like really good food. And like, um, I feel like something about intuitive eating that's helped me is that like, I walk into the room with like 10 different um, areas to choose from, like sesame chicken or fresh pastrami being carved or salad or soup. Right. And it's like, you're, you're like such a sensory overload. And, um, I want to think about like, am I hungry? Am I full? What do I like? What's going to feel good in my body? And that's definitely something that I was trying to do over Shabbos, but this, what I'm going to label this episode is something called taking a break from intuitive eating. And that doesn't mean like I took a break from intuitive eating. I just mean that um, I think that sometimes when you are trying to do intuitive eating, um, it's very, very all-encompassing. Just like when you're on a diet, it's very all-encompassing. Like, you know, those people who are always on diets and like literally you can't have a meal with them or have a 
hang out with them without them talking about their diet and what they're eating, what they're not eating, because it's like all consuming, even though like it doesn't have to be, but that's just kind of what happens with dieting. So I feel like in a way, almost like intuitive eating does that. And like, not in a bad way, like I oftentimes, like I just said before, like I oftentimes think like, oh, this is similar to intuitive eating because like intuitive eating is is talk, talking about like not black and white thinking. So there's the parallel and like there's so many things that come out of intuitive eating, you know, but um, but what I mean when I say taking a break from intuitive eating. So last week I was talking to somebody and I was saying that like I have to get out of my house every single day. Like I have to have something in my schedule that gets me out of the house, whether it's like going to the grocery store, going to the gym. Um, I'm trying to pick up ice skating this season. It's not really working out, but I'm trying. Um, side note, if anyone wants to go ice skating with me, let me know. There's a really nice park here five minutes from my house. Um, other things that I do, take a walk around the block, go out for lunch with a friend. Mm, I probably need some more things in my routine. So, so I do that because I work from home. So I basically do everything from home. I even today I did my Instacart order from Aldi because I really didn't want to schlep there and it's freezing outside. And I just said like, it's worth the $18 because it's probably cost me X amount of dollars in gas and then like X amount of dollars in frustration. So like it's worth it, which is hard for me to do, but I feel like I got tons of fruits and veggies and it's going to last me hopefully two weeks and I have company coming for Shabbos. So it's just worth it anyways. So, um, I need to go out. I need to get out of my house once, once a day at least. Okay. So I was, telling somebody this and she was saying like, well, you kind of hear like a lot of traumatic stories. Like people don't realize that like what I do is like, it's not therapy because I'm not a therapist, but it's, it's very much like similar to the therapeutic um, model where like some dietitians will meet with people for like 30 minutes, their first session, and then 15 minutes for follow-ups. My sessions are not like that at all. They're much more like 45 minutes to an hour plus. Um, and I like to always hear like the whole story. Like when somebody tells me I binge and I feel terrible, I'm like, you got to start like 10 steps before that. So I am hearing a lot of like heavy things and listen, I am a dietitian, but I'm also a person. So I also have to eat every single day and I also have to interact with my body every single day. So it's like, she was just saying that like the heaviness of it, like hearing people's stories about their eating and then you being a human, I guess that's what therapists, um, um, go through that they, you know, hear about everybody's issues and problems and pains and feelings all day. And then they walk into their own home with those, they're carrying the client's pain on their back plus their own because we're, you know, therapists are human also. So I was just thinking about it. Like I need, needed to take a break from intuitive eating for myself. And that was like on Shabbos, I wasn't like, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And anyways, that's not my personality. Like I overanalyze everything for better or for worse, but um, I felt like I had a break from intuitive eating. Like I said to myself, this food is so good. Like this is such yummy food. Um, yeah, I might have more chalent than I usually would have on a Shabbos or more potato kugel than I usually would have on a Shabbos, but, um, that's okay. Like, like not in a dieting way, like, you know, diet starts tomorrow, not at all, but just like you're here, everything's like yummy and at your fingertips. And, if you feel like eating it, even if you're, you might feel a little bit overstuffed, then okay. Like don't overthink it basically. And, and I feel like maybe like on a regular Shabbos when I'm home, even if I have like more over the top food, cause I'm in the mood to make something or I'm having company or whatever. Um, then I might be like, am I hungry? Am I full? I could have it tomorrow. I could wrap it up. But like you, you, you can't wrap it up. Like when you're, when you're on a Shabbat alone, right? It's like, it's now or never. So, so in a way it's like when you're dieting, it's like now or never, you better like, 
literally stuff yourself or you won't be able to have it tomorrow. But like, I wouldn't do that because like, I already know, like, I, I know what it's like to feel like crazy overstuffed, like in a painful way. So I probably ate like a little bit past fullness, but I wasn't like really thinking about it. Like usually on, I usually go to the gym on Tuesdays, I do spin and Fridays I do spin and Sunday mornings I do a hit class. And I really, really enjoy those classes. And that's really the only class that I do because my gym sort of got very sad with all the classes and um, that's just what fits into my schedule and whatever it is what it is. I wish I could go more honestly. And I wish that I had like a little bit of a switch up with my exercise routine and the hotel even had like women's swim and I was considering it. And then I was like, it would be good exercise. And, but then I was just like, eh, it's not it's that important. And it's probably going to be annoying to change and then change again. And they had a really nice paint night. And I do wish that I got some more exercise in, but I was able to, I feel like old Gila wouldn't have been able to do that. And that's more of like a <laughs> intuitive eating thing. But I, but I mean, like here I am trying to explain how I was taking a break from intuitive eating. Okay. So if you're feeling like like sometimes clients come to me and they're like, I don't know, was this intuitive eating? Was this diet culture? And I'm just like, maybe we should take a break. Like maybe let's come back in a week or two or three. Like maybe like this is causing you a little bit too much anxiety. Is this intuitive eating or not? And I think that's just an important message in general, right? Like, you know how, like, why do we go on vacation? So just switching up our routine could be really make more headspace for other things. So I always find like when we go to Rochester, um, my father lives there, my brother lives there. Like I always feel like it's not really vacation, but it is kind of vacation because like we're really far away from where we live. Um, we're seeing new people, we're seeing new scenery and it's just kind of like a reset in that way. And I don't mean a diet reset. I mean, just like a general reset. Like, so I think that today I just wanted to give you permission to take a break from intuitive eating. That doesn't mean I want you to diet. (laughs) I don't mean take a break from intuitive eating and go on a diet. I mean, if it's causing you more stress than calm or helpfulness, I think that giving yourself permission to take a break from intuitive eating in terms of like you're constantly thinking about it is something probably helpful for you. And, you know, if you haven't worked with me privately, you might not know this, but I feel like if you have worked with me, you know that I'm always about like your, let's go back to your thoughts, like the CBT model of your thoughts, create your feelings and your feelings, create your behavior. So if you're constantly, constantly like in a, in some sort of dynamic that you don't like, I wonder what thought is powering that. And like, even sometimes noticing the thought, like I notice I'm having a thought that's ACT accepted in the commitment therapy. He says, like, take yourself away from the thought. I notice that I'm having the thought that um, if I eat this cookie, then I'm not doing intuitive eating because I'm full. I notice that I'm having a thought that I better eat um, all the really, really heavy food because I'm allowed to because I'm doing intuitive eating. And then say, like, you know what? Um, this is kind of stressing me out because I'm not sure if I'm doing intuitive eating or I'm not doing intuitive eating. And I know it's hard for me not to think about it because I'm really trying to work on my intuitive eating, but I'm just going to put a pin in that thought and go to the table and put whatever I want on my plate and try to be mindful as I'm eating it. Also notice that I'm like with really cool people and that food shouldn't take up so much headspace. So it's a practice. It's not that easy, but I just wanted to really just give permission to the break. So that's all I want to say today. And Um, thank you so much for being here. As I said last week, there is a tab on my podcast that you could, you could, um, donate to the podcast and I would really appreciate that. Um, if you cannot donate to the podcast, I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review and 
that is really because the more people rate and review the podcast, the more it moves up in the Apple ranking and more people can see this information. And I really do think that it's really important information to spread. Um, um, Miriam Pascal um, Cohen posted on Instagram last week about her. She was talking about, um, you know, body shaming and fat phobia. And it really started a really interesting conversation on on Instagram. And I was thinking like, yeah, this is really, really important information. Like the more people who could spread it, the better. Like I think that for so many years, there was like so much pushback. And now I feel like there is a little bit more acceptance that this is like a real thing and we really have to work on it as a community and a society. So just like share it with people who you feel could benefit from the intuitive eating model. Um, Sometimes clients say like they really want to tell their family members or their friends, but they're ashamed or they're embarrassed or they don't really know how to explain it. So like my podcast or there's so many other podcasts out there also, I'm always promoting like getting the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y, which is a library app. You could plug in your library card and there's plenty of free audiobooks there. Um, if not that, you can listen to Audible and listen to um, the Intuitive Eating book, Anti-Diet. Um, those are all really good places to start. Christy Harrison has a podcast, Rachel Goodman, Rena Reiser, um, Rachel Heinemann, uh, Yafi Lavova. There's so many good podcasts out there. So if you're new to, new to the intuitive eating space, I really highly recommend that you do start listening and also give yourself permission to take a break from this information at any time because it could be information and feeling overload. Okay, have a great day. And um, if you like this episode, go to Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and you could listen to, I have a hundred plus episodes at this point. I also have lots of blog posts on my website, www.juliglassberg.com. I just started a new intuitive eating group. It's a support group and it is also a intuitive eating course and it is running for 12 weeks. And if you are interested in signing up for my next group, please reach out. You can email me at gilaglassberg18 at gmail.com and I will put you on my wait list for um, in about 12 weeks from now. And you could also reach out if you are interested in working with me one-on-one. Um, I do accept certain insurances at Nesigna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Emblem Health, and United Healthcare only, the Empire Plan. And those are the only insurances that I take. And if you are interested in working with me, please reach out and have a great day. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.